Will Jimmy Stein and I talk about the firing of Alabama coach Brad Bohannon? I wouldn't bet against it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the... Whoa. Well, I'm back. I don't know what I did. I, I mean, I got, I'm probably I got, still laughing that you're open. That was, I'm still loud. I know, I never know those are coming. That's good stuff. Uh, Jimmy, oh my God. Um, I don't even, we, we, we're going to have, first of all, thanks for making us your first listen. Uh, appreciate Bill Bar for being the sponsor. I didn't even start the opening right. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, I'm discombobulated, as you can see. I didn't even get to play the whole opening because I hit the button and I'm not starting it over because uh, my joke landed for the first time in a while. And uh, uh, also, what the hell is going on with the Alabama baseball team? Jimmy, here, here's – can you recap it for us? And then can sure. I ask you some questions because sure. I have a lot of them. I'm, I doubt I have many answers, though I have some. Okay, what's happened is um, this – you know, we, we've not been able to report yet uh, the, the specific reasons for, uh, for Alabama's decision. We have theories and beliefs based on some conversations we've had. At this point, I believe – this is just my belief that this is solely related to the gambling probe. This is not, I know there was an initial reaction online about wins and losses. That, 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 that's, I'll talk about that momentarily, but he was having his best season. Alabama's in the projected NCAA tournament field as of this morning. Uh, he wasn't fired for wins and losses. He was, as a matter of fact, that, that was improving. Um, you know, and, and there's this lawsuit out there. I, I don't believe that's related. What a lot of people don't realize is the, the world sort of found out about the lawsuit a couple of weeks ago, but that lawsuit was known to Alabama a long time ago. The lawsuit was actually filed in September of 2022, uh, and that's when, when Alabama became aware and has to provide a defense. And Alabama's, if they were going to fire Coach Bohannon over the allegations of that lawsuit, that probably would have happened a while back. Now, something could have come up factually that they found in the lawsuit, but but really we believe, or I believe, that, that it's related solely to the gambling probe. Uh, for those that don't know that this happened, because you don't follow Alabama baseball news, um, Alabama played LSU in Baton Rouge last Friday. Uh, for those that don't know, Alabama's good. Alabama's a team that that's may, might barely make the NCAA tournament. LSU will be close to the number one overall seed, if not the number one overall seed. They're, they're fantastic. They're a legitimate uh, win the national championship type team with crazy amount of first round talent and everything else. Uh, Alabama was a pretty decided underdog going into the game. Well, someone, some individual made two bets from the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati where the Cincinnati Reds play. The Reds were out of town. The Reds weren't playing that night but you can apparently access the park and access the gambling kiosks they have at that stadium, which apparently a lot of major league teams have. Someone did that shortly before the Alabama LSU baseball game started and placed uh, what uh, we've, we found is a large bet on LSU, who was the favorite to win the game. Uh, LSU did win the game eight to six. Weirdly, LSU got off to a lead in that game uh, and then Alabama came back uh, late in the game to kind of make it close, eight to six. But baseball wagering has nothing to do with point spreads and run differentials. It's, it's win a winner and a loser. 
based on who wins and who loses and who was the favorite in the game. <clears throat> What's interesting, Luke, is that here's, here's the anomaly in the game. The anomaly is Alabama's got a lot of injuries to starting pitching, and Luke Holman, who's the scheduled starter tonight, by the way, against Vanderbilt, uh, Luke Holman was scheduled to start the game last Friday, and uh, per Alabama baseball uh, reported back spasms or as back tightening up, and he was scratched just before the game. And I, I, I'm assuming, and, and, and you know what happens when we assume, when we assume we could be making a horrible, this might not be close to related, but it just sort of sounds like, Luke, Alabama's starting someone in Cincinnati finds this out, places a very large bet or a large bet on LSU's behalf. Did they know Alabama's starting pitcher was scratched and who told them that? Those are questions we have. We, I don't know the answer to any of that. Uh, what's weird, though, Luke, is there's this really large bet placed on LSU to beat Alabama shortly before the game starts. FanDuel which is a huge service in this uh, country, probably the biggest one where Americans do their legal sports betting online. Not one person in America bet a single dollar on the Alabama LSU game on FanDuel, which is not unusual. College baseball is just not wagered on very much, but here is an extremely large bet on LSU just before the game and Alabama's starting pitcher was scratched. I'm not... I'm I don't, I'm not connected. I'm just saying there's obviously more facts there, but we believe, or I believe, that's the genesis of what began an investigation. A nationwide investigation began Saturday. Uh, Alabama was informed Monday that this investigation was happening. Uh, it's certainly an investigation by various gaming commissions that monitor sports betting, including a, a company called Integrity that actually has a contract with the SEC to monitor sports gambling. They're the ones investigating, and, and they have a contract with the SEC to do so. Also wouldn't be surprised at all if at this juncture the FBI was involved. That, that would not be surprising. Okay, a few things. First of all, if you need insider information to know that LSU was going to beat Alabama in baseball, you have a problem. If you bet on Alabama versus LSU on a regular season game on a Friday night and you drive to a baseball stadium where there's no baseball game being played to place the wager, you have a problem whether or not you have inside information. I don't care. So halfway there, you should ask yourself, self, is this the kind of behavior I want to be known for? <laughs> Finally, um, this whole situation reminds me, the fact that Alabama almost came back and won is high comedy. Um, yeah. But it reminds me, when I was at Alabama, uh, if you remember, there was a pitcher for the Dodgers called Hideo Nomo. And um, Nomo was, like, unbeatable. He right. just – he never lost. And when uh, – it, it may have been the year I left Alabama. I can't remember. But um, no, the Dodgers were playing – I can't remember who they were playing, but they were playing one of the crappiest teams in the league at home. And uh, me and a couple of my friends have been winning so much on the Dodgers – and luckily, I didn't bet as much as this guy, but this other guy bet enough uh, because the previous time he had won enough money to buy a new washer and dryer. And he, so he bought it, put it in his apartment. And then Nomo was playing this crappy team. They were like minus 300 or some you know crappy number. And uh, he put a ton of money on it. And the Dodgers lose because in the seventh, the 
the seventh inning, um, the fans are arguing balls and strike. And I think it was, it was either hat night or bat night or something. And everybody threw their stuff on the field. So they, they called the game and it had gone long enough to be considered a game. And the Dodgers lost like one to two or one to nothing. And so we lose the bet. And so my friend had to take his washer and dryer back and get his money back. And they were like, okay, I mean, this is a big purchase. Why are you returning? He goes, it didn't, it didn't match my drapes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you would have been better off. You would have been better off just saying, no, I lost a boatload of money gambling. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, right. you know, one thing about LSU being favored and you have to be crazy. I mean, it's sort of like finding the other team. You're, Alabama's favored to beat Ole Miss. And then an hour before the game, we find out that Jackson Dart can't start the game. And now you're like, no, I wasn't going to bet on this game before, but I'm betting on it now. And the line doesn't move. That's the thing about baseball. No one's betting on the games. So the line doesn't move. So the fact that Alabama's starting pitcher was scratched didn't move the line. It remained the same. Though LSU's odds to win the game went up even more. But LSU was such a favorite. I'm not exactly sure how this works, Luke. But uh, let's say, for instance, I think LSU was minus 248. That means this person – Let's say if they bet $248,000, all they were going to win was $100,000. If Alabama had come back and won the game, then they had lost their what, $248,000. What, what an arbitrary way to put this. I mean, most people say if you bet $100,000, you lose $248,000. That's well, another it's minus $248,000, so I figured yeah. it's a large bet, so it's not $248. I know, but just what a weird way for you to explain it. Well, if we said twenty four thousand eight hundred, then I'd have to start doing math in my head. So I was just, I, I was keeping it simple. I should have said two hundred forty eight million because that way I could keep the math simple. I'm just yeah. saying that uh, the way the money line works, this person was risking an enormous amount of money to win by very comparison, good. very yeah. little, uh, because of that's how the money line works when you pick baseball. Major League Baseball works. The same way, it's not play the Marlins this afternoon, and the Braves are favored to win, but they're not favored to win by two runs or two and a half runs. That's not how it works. You can bet on the Braves minus like one and a half runs if you want to. I'm sure there there are bets like that. Let me tell everybody about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, if you're looking for some something to drown your sorrows in, like chocolate. Uh, when you're thinking about Alabama baseball, within well, built bars for you because it's covered in 100% real dark chocolate, not that screwing around chocolate, good chocolate. And um, I don't know how they do it, but they make st- everything taste great and it's good for you. Low in sugar, high in protein. Uh, you can get churro, peanut butter, cookies and cream, uh, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's a big deal, y'all. Go to built.com or go to Sam's Club, your local Sam's Club, or your local Walmart, or your local Lifetime Fitness Center, or go to Amazon. You can get these things just about anywhere. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. This is my name. I'm going to put this, this is my bold prediction that built bars are going to start being thrown from Mardi Gras floats in Mobile versus Moon Pies. That's my, that's my thing because they're so good and they're covered in chocolate and they're good for you. I like a Moon Pie too, but they're not necessarily good for you. But if you want a built bar, go to built.com, go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, go to Amazon, go to Lifetime, go to a lot of places. Call Jimmy. He'll send you some. Go to built.com. Check them out. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, we were going to do uh, pick our all-saving defense. We're going to talk about our all-saving offense again in the third segment. Um, we were going to do our all-saving defense today, but because uh, Alabama decided, hey, not enough bad stuff going on. We were literally minutes away from actually recording the show, and then this happened, and I'm like, hey, uh, I need a timeout here. That's true. Uh, now, here's some good news. and We won't spend a ton of time on this. We probably should, but we won't. Jimmy Johns. Uh, Jimmy Johns graduating from the University of Alabama. A lot, some folks are maybe too young who listen to this, maybe too young to really know who he is. Jimmy Johns was from the state of Mississippi. Um, he was Jalen Milrow before Jalen Milrow. Um, he, he he probably wasn't as good of a quarterback, but he was probably at least as good of an athlete. Um, Jimmy Johns uh, committed to Alabama under Mike Shula. And a heck of an athlete. We could never find a spot for him, really. A lot of people wanted him to play quarterback, frankly. Um, he got in some pretty serious trouble, uh, drug dealings there at the university. Spent, what, 13, 14 months in jail, like in prison. Big deal. And he has 100% turned his life around. And, Jimmy, here's what's so great about it to me. You know, I was just on a Montgomery radio station because they – <laughs> called me because they were like, uh, fill us on this baseball stuff. I'm like, hey, I was going to call you all to see what's going on because nobody knows anything yet. But um, they said, well, let's talk some good news. Let's talk about Jimmy Johns. And I said, the great thing about Jimmy Johns to me, you know, in this day and age where everybody loves to say, well, everybody deserves a second chance, you know, no matter what they do, if they, if they murder somebody or if they cheat on a test or if they cheat on their taxes, everybody deserves a second chance. I agree. I, 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 second, third, fourth chances. I believe in that. I also believe in consequences for your actions. Jimmy Johns faced his consequences head on. He faced his demons head on and he paid his dues. He, he owed society for his crimes. He owed society for what he had done wrong. He paid his dues and he didn't sulk. He didn't, when he got out of prison, he didn't use his time in jail to learn how to be an even better criminal. He learned his time. He, use that time to become a better human being. He is the kind of guy we should all look up to. Um, no, if you want to always hold against him what he did back when he was in college, that's that's your prerogative. I'm not going to do that. I choose to believe in Jimmy Johns as the good person he is right now. And the fact that he paid his dues, he lived up to, uh, excuse me, he faced his consequences like a man. He went into this uh, a boy and he came out a man. And I mean, that's that's the really the way I look at this. He didn't he didn't come out of prison going, you know, well, you know, it was somebody else's fault or this happened or society or, you know, extenuating circumstances. Nope. He just he just faced everything head on. And now he's a family man. He's got a business. Um, he's graduating from the University of Alabama. Business and, is not Jimmy John. Huh? His business is not Jimmy John. It, that's isn't that the irony? And also, I should note, I don't really like deli meat, so I don't like Jimmy John's, but I like our Jimmy John's. <laughs> you should get into that business, obviously. And uh, I do frequent the Tuscaloosa Jimmy John's, a couple of them, but there's one on campus, and I frequent. It's a really cool place. It's super small, and 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 but I, I walk in there and get it to go. And uh, 
yeah, I think I, in my head, every time I walk in, I'm like contributing to a Jimmy John's NIL deal. God, that man, he, you talk about born no. too soon. Yeah, he really, uh, but no, I, I think it's an awesome story. We have, you know, it's, it's a different ramp for a different time, but the transfer portal and going pro early and NIL money, everybody talks about that, man. No one talks about graduating. It used to be a thing when me and Luke were going to college. I mean, <laughs> colleges were, were, colleges were attacked for not having good graduation rates, and it was a big issue. Now no one ever talks about it. And it's a real shame. So I really applaud Jimmy Johns for, for doing what was right and, and doing like living up to, to that scholarship. And I, I believe Alabama has a program that allows for players who are once on scholarship to come back and finish their degree work with, uh, with limited funds. I don't think he was likely paying normal tuition, which is great uh, because he, 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 he's better positioned now to take full advantage of, of the resources offered him. And I think it's great. And he, he paid his debt. I, 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 we've been talking about this a little bit on, on our message board at BamInsider.com is uh, about Henry Ruggs. And, and this, this is the way I feel about it. Same thing with Jimmy Johns. Hey, if you're, you're found guilty and you're punished to the extent of the law, once that punishment is over, it's over. It's over. I, I don't think it's, you know what? He, he, he raced his car under 60 miles an hour, killed someone when we shouldn't hire him. As a matter of fact, we shouldn't allow him back in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. No, once you have served your the legal system and served your sentence, that's it. Everyone deserves a chance after they have served their sentence to prove that they are ready to be a productive member of society. And players like Jimmy Johns and players like Henry Ruggs, they have good stories to tell the current players about decisions. And they can be really, really helpful in just saving one kid from a bad decision is worth it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The Ruggs example is great because I, I'm with you. I, what Ruggs did was wrong. I mean, I don't think it was uh, it, it was nefarious. Uh, I think I don't think he was malicious. I don't think he did it with intent. I think he just did something incredibly dumb that cost somebody their life. And I think he needs to pay a price for that. And I think that um, Jimmy John's uh, story can be something that Henry Ruggs can use. Henry Ruggs' life won't be over. Maybe when he um, is rehabilitated and he served his time, maybe he will be able to come back in the league. Who knows? But, all right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, our off saving offensive teams and uh, get some people's feedback on which one they think is better. And we're back. Okay, so I'm about to put our graphic up that's going to show our two offensive teams. Now, somebody had a great suggestion in the comments. They were like, um, when you do these, you should, like, give out statistics and, you know, more than just, hey, I think he's a good player or whatever. And and that's a good – we were trying to only make this two podcasts long. Um, we might extend it a little bit and have some more explanation. But I think the next episode, what we're going to do is draft our defenses, probably do it the same way. And then we'll maybe we'll do a podcast where you and I talk about what would happen if these two teams were to meet. But – I want everybody to congratulate me for putting this graphic together because I did this. I made this. That's the true victory. The true (laughs) victory. Now, here's a victory right there. Now, look at the two teams. Okay. So, for those who are listening, Team Luke is Tua Tungavailoa, Derrick Henry, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Jalen Waddell, Jerry Judy, Chance Warmack, who, by the way, I did, I wrote down. Yesterday, because I thought I'd said him and I didn't say him, but I, I took Chance Warmack. 
Cyrus Quandro, Andre Smith, Barrett Jones, and Landon Dickerson. Team Jimmy, Bryce Young, Mark Ingram, Jameson Williams, Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley, O.J. Howard, Jonah Williams, Ryan Kelly, Evan Neal, Cam Robinson, and Jedrick Wills. Now, I, th- th- we could put a lot of stats out there, like who passed for more yards, who passed for more touchdowns, whatever. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry's uh, all-time lead rusher in Alabama history. Um, Derek, I only have one Heisman winner. You've got three on your team. Um, but listen, look at this. This was what I found incredibly interesting. I went through and looked up everybody's draft selection. My average was 29. Now, there's an outlier. Barrett Jones went number 144 in the draft. If I take Barrett Jones out of that, and let's say I'd replaced him with DJ Fluker, which is fine. Some people may want DJ Fluker in there. My draft average would be about the exact same as yours. Now, you and I know, as Alabama fans, that Barrett Jones is more valuable than the to Alabama than the 144th player taken in that draft. So I think that's a bit of an outlier. Your draft average was 16. Um, mine was 29 with Barrett Jones, seven, a little under 17 without Barrett Jones. All Americans, every single player on my roster was an All American by some service. Every single one of them, a first teamer. Ten of your 11 were first teamers on your. Uh, list. I think uh, thinking about it really, do you know who the only one that wasn't? I would guess it would be OJ Howard was not. Nope. Calvin Ridley. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, OJ was first team on, on some list. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. According to the Wikipedias. So, hard um, to believe. I mean, in, interesting, but hard to believe because Ridley put up some, uh, some real numbers. Yeah. But you know, um, if you remember his quarterbacks, um, like when, when he really had probably his best year was maybe his freshman year. And that was uh Jake Coker. And he, you know, really had a nice year, but he, first of all, he's a true freshman. So he's got to be like outstanding to bring first team. Um, and then his quarterback after that was Jalen hurts and it, things just didn't go as well. You know, I mean, it, he, if he had had two, I think he's obviously a first team all American or, or Bryce Young, but I want to know in the comments, like, who do y'all think drafted better offensively? Now, again, we're going to have to put our defenses up to see how we match up to see who would actually win the game. But I, I'm going to tell you, Jimmy, this I'm not kidding, and I'm not saying this just because I'm me. But when I we first looked at these two teams, when we first drafted, I was like, my team is so much better than Jimmy's. And in the comments of Twitter and in the YouTube, more people were liking your team. And the main reason was because right. of Bryce Young. Bryce. I think Bryce makes a big difference. Now, I think when you look at the graphic like that, I mean, what stands out to me is uh, your team is definitely better at the running back and wide receiver position. I mean, that, that's where the, your real focus was. Uh, I think uh, the, the offensive line on my team is a little stronger um, and, and a little better at quarterback. So it's kind of like a, a quarterback and offensive line versus your running back and wide receiver. I think the interesting thing is that we both had a little bit of a different uh, – I had a tight end. I, I'm the- 11 personnel uh so that that that's something that i want people to factor in good or bad you should fact when looking at it like hey do you like luke's more wide open with tua or do you like jimmy's more hey put a tight end out there and, and mark ingram can run behind a tight end uh i want you to look look at all of that not not just what 11 are on this team and what 11 are on that team you should also factor in hey this team's got a tight end this one shows four wides 
and uh, and factor that. And I because I think that's an interesting thing that we could get some real uh, fascinating comments about. But hey, there's no question in Nick Saban's Alabama. It's just amazing how good those teams are and how many we both had nothing but all Americans really. And, and to say Calvin Ridley's not all American might be factually correct, but I mean, come on. And secondly, uh, the average draft pick being 17 or 16, unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. So I think what the enjoyment everyone should take out of it is, wow, what other school could do this? And the teams look even remotely like that. Uh, it's unbelievable. It, it really is. This, this is a lot more fun than I thought it'd be, frankly. And, um, you know, I was sort of looking at like, hey, you know, it's getting into the silly season. We need something kind of funky to do. And, uh, man, this has turned into something pretty well, cool. we did. Yeah. Started the baseball coach. <laughs> that is silly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to yeah, do that. Happened. Was I called Greg Byrne. I'm like, Greg, uh, you know, draft's over. I uh, got 90 days to fall camp. Uh, throw us a bone here. We need something to talk about. He's like, what if I fire one of the coaches? Like, all right, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, well, I called Greg Byrne, too, and I was like, hey, Greg, are we going to scratch our picture tonight? <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Uh, we will do the defense tomorrow, and uh, looking forward to that. And then I want to hear feedback about which team would win. This really is kind of cool, so I hope other people are enjoying it. And until tomorrow, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.